2: the 352nd consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that can say the words 352 consecutive weeks and not really understand exactly how much of his life he's wasted on this show. And joining me in this venture for nearly every amount of wasted hour, minute, second week moment of his life is my co-host,
1: Matt. Is it really a waste if you feel like you've lost time? (laughs) (laughs) you <laughs> Wait, yeah, that, that would probably work. Okay, yeah, what a colossal waste of time, but I'm still happy to be here.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of things that we do for this show that waste our time, I made yeah. a text version graphic of the the line diagram or just basically the spacing of how the stories go, uh-huh. where the movies for the stories go down in the ring series and then they go across. Well, I did a text version of that and I posted it in the group so that everybody can follow along because apparently some folks felt that it was too much like homework for me to have them draw for us.
1: Well, you see, that's
2: what happens. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was referred to as professor by a couple of folks that are that are fans and friends, so you know.
1: Oh, that's nice.
2: Yeah, I got the hey, point.
1: Listen, who cares about? It? I mean, it's a cool graph. Who doesn't <laughs> like a graph every now and then?
2: Apparently, some of our listeners. So I created it for them. It's in the group, and I pinned it. It's one of the features now. Uh, I did amend it from what we talked about last week. I included <laughs> Ring Zero on there. Now, Ring Zero is based on a short story, and I'm going to kind of go through some of these other Ring stuff as our little pabulum for this week because we yeah. actually we had a a couple of requests for some discussion or just some kind of comparison, and some talks. Uh, actually, on the Ring movie's little Venn diagram thing, that, well, I Venn diagrams all circles, so this would be more like a line diagram.
1: This it, is more like a tree
2: isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of a decision tree or like a story tree to see how the tree flows for that.
1: Unlike a Southern family tree, though, it has branches.
2: Yeah, you could definitely say that. So we actually had a listener and fellow critic Joshua suggested to us that in the first episode of the series, we discussed the American remake, comparing and contrasting it with the Japanese films. And he actually requested that at some point we do the same with the Ring virus from Korea. All right. So there's a couple of different adaptations of the original book of The Ring. And then Mm -hmm. there's some the adaptations that we talked talked about like, for instance, this week we're on the other side of the spectrum and we're far away from the movies like we were with Ring 98. It was its own thing. It changed things and it kind of went its own direction. And that's the one that took off the most. And that was the most popular Released simultaneously with that. The movie we discussed last week, Spiral, also Mm -hmm. in 98. And that is actually right up against the books. It's super close to the books. Now, in response to that, because Spiral did not do well, uh, whether or not you liked the film, whether or not you felt I was too harsh on it, the plain fact of the matter is the film did not do well. It may have gained a cult following later on. It may have become something else later on for fans of the series that really dug what they were doing, or even fans of the original book that really dug what they were doing with that adaptation. Because Spiral is actually even kind of more faithful of an adaptation of what happens in its source material book than even the TV 95 ring was. Huh. They changed a few more things in the TV 95 ring than what they did from the book, than what they did in Spiral. So it's actually probably the most faithful, although on the chart, I don't have it as far over, just because. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I made it real quick on my phone. Everybody, please chill and just be kind about it. <laughs> Let's all be cool. I mean, there's no reason not to be cool. Let's just be cool. So be because Ring 98 did so well and Spiral 98 did so poorly, we get this movie, Ring 2, 1999, that we're talking about tonight.
1: All right. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense.
2: Right. Now, I did a little research. I did a little, like, kind of, I, basically, I perused the internet and just basically got some comparisons of the novels and some things like that, and then how the adaptations work. Yeah. Now, there's uh-huh. a third book in the series that was supposed to close it out. It was originally supposed to be just a trilogy. Now, Spiral, we saw the difference that that takes in the complete changing of pace. And then Loop, which it seems seems like all of the movie's adaptations have completely skipped. That was the third in the series. And I just kind of want to give you a quick rundown of some of the things that happen in the book series. Okay. All right. Now in spiral, the whole events after Ryuji's death, all of that kind of stuff, the former university classmate does the autopsy, all of that. The stuff with the journal kind of takes a sort of a, a step back from what I've read. And it's more about the virus is how it's spreading. And that virus just so happens to be She got it while she was assaulted by the doctor that's in the first book, who happened to have smallpox, and then mutated it into this thing that she controls. Supernaturally, she controls the virus. I don't think the movie did a really good job of explaining that it's not just a virus, it's literally her controlling whether or not the virus kills you, or what it does to kill you, or how it kills you, and that it's actually the virus is in its dormant form that lives inside of people without killing them or hurting them is just like a DNA sperm virus that will find its way out of you and make a version of Sadako is the idea that they were going to do in the book. Huh. That's pretty much the biggest differences. Uh, and then of course, Ryoji doesn't really come back in the book from what I've read. Um, He's just kind of there manipulating things as a sort of ghost, which we do see in Ring 2. We see okay. Ryoji doing some things as a, as a spirit that has moved on as well, but he's using... Some of his influence and his unfinished business, if you will, and how he died by Sadako to do what he does in the film when we discuss it. Now, here's where it gets really fucking weird. In the novel's loop goes completely in a different direction, and it's kind of revealed that everything that we've seen in Ring and everything that we've seen in Spiral or read in the books take place in this virtual reality world that exists. It's like a VR reality that lives on top of the actual reality in the story of Loop, and in that VR reality is where Ring and Spiral take place weird right so it's like they go right into the fucking matrix with loop with that with his story with what he wants to do and that's like that's too sci-fi that's too much of drift for me that's just it just doesn't appeal to me it's just not for me i just don't like those ideas
1: that's a lot of stuff right
2: there right and what they did with spiral i also didn't like but then when you kind of make it to where it's this virtual reality thing where um oh we got you what a twist in your novel series like i yeah i would put your books down that's just not for me yeah (laughs) there's some other stories that were written in a series that's basically called birthday is the next book that he writes and those various short stories are sort of like filling in gaps of time of what happens between the books also some prequel stuff of what happens before um for instance the stuff that we saw in ring tv 95 um a lot of that is fleshed out more in the story Lemonheart in that birthday 1999 which is all the stuff where sadako runs off and becomes part of a theater troupe and everything and, okay. and then how the assault that ends up happening that gets her stuck in the well. Now that tale, Lemonheart, back to our handy chart everybody. All right, You can look All it right. up in the group too. It's pinned to the group. All right, You'll notice that on the first line down from Ring Movies, closer to the books but not as close to the book as Ring 95 but on the same line as Ring 95 and Ring 98 is Ring Zero. Ring Zero is technically a prequel to Ring 98 but the events that happen in Ring Zero also are shown in Ring 95.
1: Weird but er- that's true.
2: Right. So it's Kind of all the same story. It's just that this is the prequel to what we see in Ring 98. And Ring Zero is next week, I believe. I'm going to double check the schedule. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ring Zero is next week's uh, episode for everybody. So, what we're actually doing right now, the way that these are in order of release, which I think a lot of people would have found this extremely confusing, all this jumping around in story to begin with. Yeah. But like the way these storylines are just so haphazardly done and so quickly jumping around, it's going to be super confusing for you if you just watch them in order like we're doing without this handy chart. So, this 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 week's movie, Ring 2, is a direct sequel to the 98 version of Ring. Next week's movie is a prequel to the 98 version of Ring.
1: Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Hold on. Wait. Because... What the fuck?
2: <laughs> right. Now, the order of release, again, if I would have done these in the order of the storyline, this would be fine. The numbers would add up and you would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Cor? What are you doing? But yeah, if I were to do them in the actual order of the story, it would be ring zero, ring 98, ring two.
1: Right. Say that again.
2: Sure. If it's in the order of the story, it's ring zero, the events in ring yeah. zero, then uh. ring 98. Okay. Then ring two. All right. All right. All right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So all we have to really do this week is acknowledge ring Ring 98 for now and say, okay, well, this picks up immediately or shortly thereafter. It feels like it's a couple of weeks, maybe a month. Not yeah. not very long because they're still dealing with the body and autopsies and stuff like that with what's going on and what happened with Ryuji and, ni- and Ring 98. So that's where we're at right now is Ring 2 in 99.
1: Yes. All right. We're in Ring 2, 1999. And for us, that is now, okay, so spiral Ring 2. There you go.
2: <gasps> right. When you look at the chart, it's much easier because because Spiral yeah. and Ring 2 are both direct sequels of 98, yes. or the next one in the storyline. It just It's where the arc splits is here.
1: Yes. So this is its All own right.
2: branch, and it has little to nothing to do with the Ring series novels, other than taking a few main characters and some story points. And there's a few things that happen in the novel Spiral, or Razin, or however you want to say that, that are similar oh. to what happens here in Ring 2. They do take some influence from it, but the poetic license they take away from that in making a sequel, they're just making a direct sequel to everything they set up in ring 98
1: all right i gotcha
2: okay now we were talking about this um jesus
1: christ it's like a fucking math test
2: (laughs) kind of yeah it's it's a little difficult to follow if you're not really paying close enough attention that's why i gave everybody the chart because i realized this when i was trying to piece it together and i actually did draw this out for myself uh, uh, on paper and then I went over it with you to try and make it easier and I wanted you to draw it out too so yes. I'm, I'm serious when I say look at the fucking graphic when we start jumping around in the storylines because it's gonna happen because the week after next we start with the sequels to Spiral
3: fucking Jesus <laughs> Christ
2: <laughs> right now just because Josh had uh, asked and wanted us to kind of talk about it I did want to bring it up
1: thanks a lot Josh no 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 <laughs> this this is
2: something different you get off Josh's oh, okay. fucking back
1: All right, I'm sorry Josh <laughs>
2: Matthew apologizes for his bellicosity.
1: God damn, I got a full-on Matthew out of that one. That's nice. That's some good shit right there.
2: I, I thought you'd like the disappointed dad kink activated there.
1: I, I, I did. I do. I do. I did. I do. I do. I did.
2: <laughs> okay, so there was a TV series that was supposed to be an adaptation uh, done in Japan that was Ring Ooh. Final Chapter. It completely changes everything. The seven days become like 13 days. It's like a pop music video with subliminal cursed images instead of of the, the grainy snuffed like video that we watch in the other ring how, movies
1: how far away are we from ring eight Sadako goes to Manhattan.
2: Yeah, it's it's, going to be a while because... That's
1: when I need to get into that.
2: (laughs) Right. But the the TV series just completely changes things. And then they did another sequel that was also called Razin, which was supposed to be based off the sequel. But the TV series apparently went off and did their own thing. We already talked about Ring 2, which is the director from the Ring 98. So the most successful Ring movie, they hired that director back to make Ring 2. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Now, Korea did their version of Ring and it was called the ring virus and it's a pretty big departure from the traditional story and i'm not going to try and pronounce the character name but their stand-in for sadako is the intersexed daughter of a psychic but the daughter of the psychic who is romantically involved with her half-brother so they threw in some incest there's a lot of incest in korean dramas man it's weird (laughs) it's
1: it's the alabama of that part of the world
2: i don't think that's the case i just i just know that that's there's a lot of that in their storytelling Probably because, you know, the throwing the taboos and everything. Yeah. Something ends up happening that her secrets are discovered, and then she withdraws and starts using videotapes with her psychic abilities, and she's infecting society. But there's not really any of the trapped in a well. All right. As far as I can tell, so and there's not... Where's room.
1: little Jimmy? Where is he? Where is he trapped in a well? What's right. going on, boy?
2: Right. Lassie's not bringing anyone to Sadako or, or any of her, her <laughs> yeah. paradigms or anything like that. So they did make a pretty big bunch of noticeable changes, and I we may do the ring virus some time in the future just to kind of see what it is that they're doing but it won't be officially really a part of the full franchise fest because we're going to focus in on the Japanese films and I am kind of interested in what they're doing um, but there, a lot of the imagery and stuff they changed it around and they, they did that now did you know that there was actually a video game
1: There's a video game for the ring
2: yeah it was called ring oh. terrors realm it was released in 2000 for the Sega Dreamcast Yep.
1: You know, I was about to like make fun of it like how can you fucking do any of that shit but now thinking about it yeah you could probably make a game out of that. shit like puzzles you have to solve and shit and you only have a certain amount of time to fucking get it done i can see that game getting made
2: yeah it was pretty similar to resident evil from what i'm reading here so
1: all right yeah that makes sense then all right i'm yeah i I have no problem with that (laughs) at first when you first say it and you think about it you're like Who the fuck and what are you talking about that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard? But then you start thinking about puzzle games, and a lot of the ring is like, hey, figure out this fucking puzzle within seven days or else you die. Then I kind of get
2: it. Sadako 3D. This is the next film that is actually, if you look at the chart, that's the next sequel or the next one underneath the spiral, which is closer to the books. But this is based on the novel S. So the film series completely skips over the loop novel. They don't even make an attempt to try and adapt that one. And they go right with the novel S.
1: All right. All right. I think I'm following along.
2: <laughs> S is sort of like a reboot quill where instead of a videotape, it's like a USB memory stick. And it takes place uh-huh. in like a company in the novel version. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not sure what's going to go on there. And I'm just reading off basically the, the main plot there.
1: Okay. I think I, I, I think I got a lot of what you're saying here.
2: So. So it's sort of like its own sort of standalone offshoot, but I think it still has to do with some of the stuff that takes place in Spiral, at least, because Uh the novel Spiral, because there is detail with um, a woman carrying Sadako's child. There's another Sadako virus. So that does continue on in the novel S. And so I would assume that something like that similar would be in Sadako 3D because it's closer to the books. And the last book called Tide, that also directly links to Loop. So I'm one I'm wondering if Sadako 3D2 that we were talking about is going to do anything even similar to that. I kind of just conjecture at this point. I'm not sure. But what yeah. I do know is Sadako 2019, which is the final in the series that is furthest from the books, is actually a direct sequel to Ring 2.
1: Oh, well okay then Um, that makes sense
2: (laughs) yeah so we may someday do the ring virus and kind of talk about the differences between the original source material with the novel and then obviously ring 98 because it's adaptations of kind of the same things but for the most part it's gonna be the same story they just changed some things around like we kind of discussed there and that was what I wanted to bring up with the novels and how that storyline goes so the closer to the book ones in the chart it's actually following that ring novel series and yes it's skipping over loop there's some detail in birthday that ends up in the further away from the book series, because I think they just wanted to put out another movie before the fervor died down in 2000.
1: I, I, I can understand that, uh, seeing how the movie people still do that to this day.
2: <laughs> and it's, Hey,
1: something's working. Let's just beat it into the fucking ground.
2: This is the amazing thing to me, though. By the time the Ring remake gets made in America and released in 2002, they had four different films one video game. <laughs> and the Jesus two different Christ. TV series made of this in Japan all in the space of just a few years. Like so the novel gets released in 91, 95, the TV movie comes out, does a pretty good bit of business. Ringu hits a 98 or ring or the ring, depending upon which version of your poster you're looking at. It's a 98. Yeah. They make a direct sequel at the same time in 98 because they know they got something on their hands. that's already a success. And then while that's happening in 99, um, right after that, they do a TV series. Someone makes a, a, an adaptation that's a little different. I'm guessing that ring the final chapter TV series is probably to the ring series as what scream the MTV TV series is to scream the movie yeah. series
1: no I yeah I get that and I you know what? And I actually kind of watched the Scream series at one point in time, and I didn't mind them for what they were. You know, it wasn't Scream, but it kind of followed that Scream formula, if you will.
2: There's four Ringu films, right? Oh, yeah. Based in Japan, there's four of them by 2000, and okay. a video game, huh. plus a TV series that then had a sequel series as well, but I don't know when that's going, you know, or how long that went to. I'm not going to look in that deep. Yeah. And then the American remake hits in 2002. So there's There's already like four movies that are pretty much moderate success where they have enough of a hit to where they keep turning them out over there to when Gore Verbinski and crew at DreamWorks decide to make the remake. And let's just say it, they whitewash it. (laughs) Wow, that's nice. <laughs> that's the truth. That's what they do. Well, I mean, that now that is the
1: truth. Yeah. That, that <laughs> Hollywood is all about whitewashing everything. Want to know why? America's pretty fucking racist. That's why.
2: Oh, really? I thought it was because of this. America is a bunch of cunts.
1: That too? That too? <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. So this week, because we've gotten enough pablum and we're all kind of confused as to what's going on and we're not sure what what all's happening. And we've kind of discussed the various incarnations of the ring. So I'm going to
1: be 100% honest. I am so lost.
2: <laughs> you have your notes for ring two. And you know what happened in the movie right yes that part i have <laughs> that's all we need because this week i liked it so much the week before i'm doing it all again rock metal and a little bit of punk all female lineups all japanese bands for the pirate radio edit and then i'm just going to probably recycle some music because i don't even want to bug bow for some more stuff on the main feed and i'm sorry about that but you know up first show a knife right after this this'll keep it quiet <laughs> oh hi there
3: i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show
2: understand Japanese all of a sudden from watching these films that song was actually sung in English
1: well I mean thank god for something
2: (gasps) I know you were kind of like am I having a stroke I think I understand what's going on in this song
1: I uh, I thought my nose my nose started bleeding am I okay
2: (laughs) I mean if you're listening to Shonen Knife you know you're okay but if you're not listening to Shonen Knife chances are you're listening to the main feed
1: oh well all right that happens
2: (laughs) all right let's let the people get what they want and let's just talk about Ring 2 for fuck's sakes
1: all right Ring two. All right. So we start the first 20 minutes here. Some uh, authorities are talking and a body was found in a well. An old man comes in. We know this old man is the uncle from uh, the first movie. uh, Sadako's uncle.
2: Just to compare and contrast to the spiral film. Mm -hmm. This film came out the following year and assumes that you already know the events of the previous ring and just runs with it and never really flashes back a whole lot or at all. It really
1: does not, which is nice. Uh, you know comparatively to the last films that flashback is shit done even though they came out in the same year
2: yeah i definitely had an issue with that i didn't like the way that they did that filmmaking either and i think it really went a long way to putting the film in my bad graces before all the weird sci-fi stuff that i didn't like story-wise yeah so i'm just gonna say that's probably because it was a rush production and they were just trying to get it going
1: well he states he knows that it is sadako and they say that the body was found in the well and um they state that the land that the well was on was owned by this doctor who had died after selling the property. Um... But they have no record of a Sadako living there. Well, the old guy then, as he sits there, stares at the body that's covered up, sees hair slowly come down. He gets freaked out, and then it's gone. He tells the cops to burn the body, and he starts walking away. The cops say they can't do that. Uh, the peeps who found her, two of them, one's dead and the other's missing. And the autopsy shows that she only died one to two years ago, which means she has been alive in the well for 30 years.
2: This is a story point that I wanted to call bullshit on, but... But I'm like, okay, they lean harder into the supernatural on this one. So I kind of allowed it. I'm like, okay. But
1: they still try to science it up. The supernatural in this one. Maybe not as much as Spiral, but still a little bit.
2: I don't mind when scientists try to explain the supernatural by doing like electronic bullshit that you know is bullshit. I don't mind that because that's in a ton of ghost stories and has been for like ever. What I guess yeah. is a bridge too far is when your haunting can become a smallpox virus sperm that impregnates you.
1: Okay. Yeah, I get that uh so
2: (laughs) let's say it's too high concept for my taste
1: yeah yeah i got you just too highbrow for you is that all it is
2: (laughs) no not necessarily highbrow just high concept just like really really far out there kind of concept all i I get what they're trying to do here but i was like really 30 years alive in the well with no food like and then i'm like okay well i guess it was supernatural yeah okay you know and then you just kind of like have to press i believe on it because they lean hard into this 30 years so it's either going to make or break you at that moment when you're You're like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, all right. I got what you're saying here. Yeah. Uh, Well, then we cut to a newsman named Ozaki. Uh, He is going over Rico's old news coverage of the tape, of the video. Uh, They don't really know it's a tape, but it's a video. Uh, then, uh, Rai's assistant, uh, Mai, uh, comes in looking for Rico. So this is where we just totally ignore that, uh, Mai became, uh, Sadako became Mai and, you know, the uh, disease is going to spread. We're just going to ignore that.
2: Yeah. That never happened in this at all. This is, this is immediately following Ryuji's death within a couple of weeks. And now they are questioning her because she found him and they're following up with her.
1: Yes. All right. So anyway, she sees, uh, film about a student talking about the the tape or the video, and she leaves because she's freaked. But Ozaki, he follows her, and uh, through this he finds out about uh, rise, death. The two of them, they go check out Rico's apartment. They find a TV all blown to shit. The apartment's a mess. They go in the bathroom. They find a burnt tape in the bathtub. Mia starts vomiting, and she can see the image of a woman saying sorry. Uh, they talk about the story. And Ozaki, uh, he looks through some photos. Uh, they talk about like the whole story. about th- they, they don't do a lot of uh, video recapping, like flashbacks, but they talk a lot about the shit that we already know.
2: I and kind I of like of- that because it's the police yeah. trying to find out what's going on. And you kind of don't want Raiko to be found. You want her and her kid to be left alone. And yeah. you also start feeling a little bad for Maya in this because she actually is kind of emotionally abused by the cop, but he's pestering her because he just wants to get to the bottom of this death he can't explain.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I I don't know. The cop's fine all the way up until one moment where I hate him, and that goes for almost every male in this entire goddamn movie.
2: Well, there's um, a sequence where he actually fucking Columbo's Maya a little bit. Did you yeah. notice that? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, he goes, oh, I'm, I'm done. I am just, you know, and then he walks out, and then he comes back. Oh, just one more question, which is, like, the fucking zinger that, you know, they just yeah, want just him out the door thing. so they'll answer it just to get him out the fucking door. He totally Columbo's her.
1: Oh yeah, big time. Big time. Um,
2: it's too bad she's not Jessica Fletcher's fucking niece because this shit would be handled for.
1: Yeah, right. No shit. Uh, Osaki, he, he's like, hey, what about her son? She has a son. He starts going through different pictures, like maybe trying to find something, and he finds the pictures of the four kids who all died at the same time, and it's their distorted pictures where all their
2: faces are distorted.
1: I love Just these like,
2: little member berries this movie does.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's really nice how it's like, hey, remember all this shit? It's like instead of getting flashbacks, written talkbacks which i like that better
2: yeah and it's not just talkbacks it's literally someone trying to find out how the fuck that guy died in the last movie
1: yeah, yeah right well, what the fuck just happened here well
2: that's the best <laughs> way to bring in your story from your previous movie is have someone investigate the events of the previous fucking movie and then all the questions that they ask are answered for us
1: uh yeah that's fucking it's fantastic
2: yeah it's a great uh, way to do it i really am uh, praising I, it I, on I, purpose
1: I, yeah and uh i can appreciate it um then a call comes in and it's from the police and it's informing and they like it's Rico there and he goes no uh she's not and then they just give him very important information saying that her father was found dead well we see the main detective he gets to the dad's house there's a dude just sitting out there he's just staring blankly and the the coroner's like yeah he found the body uh they show the detective the the dad we don't see him but the detective does and he is shocked Mostly because he has fear face. He says
2: something um, along the lines of, no one should die with that look on their face. Something similar to that. Or it's yeah, unnatural yeah. to die with that look on your face. Something along those lines. And they're playing back to all the kids that were dying and how everybody's reacting to the way that they looked. And if they look under the sheet, they react that way in the first movie in 98.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, the cop, as he investigates the house, finds the dad was making copies of tapes, and then also found a note left for Riko, saying that he had destroyed the tape, and not to worry about it. Later on, as Maya is at a school, she sees an image of Raikyo's son, Yoshi. Uh, just then, uh, Yokuzani comes out, and he said that no good that her son has been absent for the last ten days. That night, Maya is visited by the detective who goes over everything they have found so far and uh, he's hoping that she has maybe seen Raiko but she is really having a problem listening to all the details of the case she gets a little freaked out by it and asks him to leave in which he does it's um, about time that she um, th- stood this up where he for pulls her. a little bit of a Columbo move right before he leaves he goes it's just such an usual case I, I just want to be able to solve it <laughs> yeah but
4: there's
2: the there's an event inv- I can't remember which one of the times I think it's the first time he talks to her where he literally literally does a Columbo where he's like, oh, and one more question. Like, all he does, he, just, he almost takes off his hat to scratch his head and then say, yeah. pardon me, if you wouldn't mind, just one more question. If I just ask
1: you one more thing.
2: Right. On. Like, he literally does that. I think it's the first time he talks to her. Here, he's pushing her so hard that she just asks him to leave and kicks well, him so out. He's not, d- even,
1: he's not even really pushing her. He's just talking about things that are triggering her.
2: Well, and she's obviously getting more and more upset about this, and he doesn't yeah. stop because he's completely fucking clueless. Or he just doesn't care. I mean, he's well, a cop, think- so he probably just doesn't care.
1: Well, or he could care. Not to, you know, too much, you know... uh defend him but this is one of those cases where you're like what the fuck is going on around here yeah not you know, knowing would want... be very
2: unsettling you are correct and
1: especially this type of case you know you're not just like oh I'm gonna find this guy or anything it's like there, there almost appears to be no murder but yet these people are scared to death I mean that's gotta do something
2: <laughs> you are not wrong he's still a cop
1: okay well alright now, now that I have no disagreement with you, do, <laughs> you you caught yeah, me i I have, I have no way of fighting that one
2: we can move on uh, then.
1: yes we can then we see uh some uh investigators and uh forensic specialists trying to make a face from uh sadaku's skull
2: um this was kind of cool this this, yeah. this csi stuff although yeah. i think uh at least in the american versions of when they try to build a face back up with clay or other material over top of the existing skull uh they put certain markers on cheekbones and things for a certain amount of thickness that you could expect yeah. um you know 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 for what a face would be like fully fleshed and then they build around those points to make it more accurate um this artist kind of freehanded it a little bit but you know what it's still cool to see the technique being done
1: it's it's still neat it's still like a a neater thing to watch yeah i agree but also Um,
2: he's doing that to Sadako's skull so like the whole time he's fucking with it and he's putting the eyes in it's creeping you the fuck out
1: yeah you're like hey uh just what the fuck's going on guy uh can we maybe not do that
2: yeah could you (laughs) not give a face to the skull of the evil thing that wants to kill us all
1: yeah can we uh, it scare us all to death can we not do that today that would be that would be fantastic yeah we, we could just go ahead and skip that part next day Maya's on the train and it stops and she uh, kind of sees the first spot where she ever met Rye, and like she sat next to him on a bench and all that but then she snaps out of it and uh, the train goes and she misses her stop kind of a useless scene for me uh, I get it they're supposed to be close but you yeah you know you know what I mean
2: yeah I think they're trying to build a little bit of tension where you wonder what's gonna happen to her
1: yeah I suppose I'm just like yeah, you know me
2: yeah it uh, it definitely feels a bit like filler but we did have a whole bunch of tension build up and all of this investigatory stuff. So I think it had just enough goodwill for me that I was kind of okay with that. And overall, the film does move really fast, but you are right. This moment does drag just a little.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okazaki, he interviews a girl and she knows peeps who have seen the video. Um, And he asks if she has, and she shakes her head no, but she will get him a copy. Uh, Then Maya shows up and he explains to her about what Rico was investigating investigating the video all this and how four kids who watched it died the same day seven days later one of those kids was her niece tomoko and her friend mashimi uh she found her body, even witnessed the murder she's now mute and in the hospital that hospital just happens to be attached to Mai's college And that's the end of the first 20 minutes.
2: It does take us a little bit to get here, but the idea that we're revisiting that girl that was supposedly lost her mind from just witnessing one of the deaths as Sadako causes it, I really like that they decide to grab onto that and see where it goes.
1: Yeah, right. It's an awesome way of calling back to the very beginning. And we're going to find out a lot more because we only knew that the best friend found the body. We are about to find out she saw a whole lot more. And that is why things are all sorts of fucked up
2: yeah it seems like sadako comes into reality to claim you or comes into our reality as a version of herself and basically puts you in the well in causes your death in that way puts all of the anguish and misery of what she experienced of being in the well in you at once yeah and that terrifies you to death it's like all that fear at once
1: Yeah. And it is scary shit.
2: That seems to be what they're pointing out is that's the idea is that it's not just seven days. It's not that she didn't just starve to death in the well. She was trapped in there and just basically like stewing in her own hate. She was making a hate soup in the well water. With, yep. with all of her psychic power and all of her anger and everything that happened to her, she didn't die after being clobbered and depending upon which version of the movie you watched, sexually assaulted and just trapped in there for 30 years then finally just gave up the ghost and died. Existing apparently on her own power and hate. There's no yeah. other explanation for that because you can't be trapped in a location like that in a well and not be fed and survive for 30 years. You just can't.
1: Yeah that's very true Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ yeah I mean I just survived in a well for with no food or clean water forever so (laughs) haha
2: Yeah that's I mean, that's not going to happen I mean unless you're eating something off the walls. Uh the interesting thing that they describe too the idea that they she was there for 30 years like everybody just accepts that. They're, yeah. they're like well that's what the science says and we can't argue with it. And I like where everybody's like I don't know how that's possible and like everybody just acknowledges that's so impossible but that's clearly what the science says.
1: But it's clearly what's going on
2: right they're like well (laughs) the well has not been open for 30 years it has clearly been sealed for 30 years and she only died one or two of those ago
1: (laughs) that's insanity to me
2: It's such a horrific thought that when that enters your mind and the fact that everybody in the movie goes with it, like you're apprehensive with it at first. But the way they just nonchalantly say that and then you just kind of believe it and then you realize that that's really what she's torturing people for. This Sadako becomes slightly more sympathetic to you. You can understand that kind of rage and hate, especially if that's all it was, was 30 years of suffering and rage trapped in that well and then being unleashed on people whenever you become one of the tape's victims. Like that, you can kind of get behind to fear a lot more than a thinking, knowing being that is plotting out a mass scale. Take over of the planet by a virus. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this I can kind of get behind because I'm a ghost fanatic for horror and this is hitting the right notes for me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, me too. Um,
2: the film was written that way intentionally. They wanted to grab on to as many of the elements that they knew worked from the 98 ring. And so far in this first 20 minutes, they're setting it up well to where we can just relax and let them say that weird shit about her being alive for 30 years because magic and we'll be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. And just, you know, just. Listen, we waved a goddamn magic wand. We said Avada Kedavra, and now everything's ready, okay?
2: <laughs> you just killed somebody, you bastard.
1: Well, I gotta wave the goddamn wand first. Jesus Christ, and I didn't do
2: that. <laughs> All right, well, why don't you wave the wand, and let's move on to the next 20.
1: Fucking A, right? Well, they go to the hospital. We see Masami sitting in her room. And the nurse says that, you know, they want her, the doctor wants her to get out for some fresh air. But she doesn't want to leave. She doesn't talk. And they then the nurse says, don't worry, if you're scared about seeing a T, TV, I have a way, you know. We we will block it so you don't see it. Um, Mayan o- uh, uh, Oka, uh, I'm just gonna call. Okay, uh, they uh, meet the doctor, and he sh- he took pi- he, they take pictures of their patients to, uh, for lack of, to, to you know, so because so family members can you know if they run away and stuff, they they have pictures of them. Well, all of Masami's pictures have stuff on them, like uh, stuff is blocking her face, all that. Then they had her just hold film, and they developed that, and that also has stuff all over it. So there's some sort of energy that's with her, the doctor says. Um, the doctor then talks how he knew Rai, and Rai always agreed with uh, the doctor and, but yet the doctor always kind of dismissed Rai's uh, supernatural ideas. Well, Mai gets kind of mad at the doctor, saying, you know, and you never even showed up to his funeral, and she walks out kind of pissed at this doctor's like, well, he was a friend of mine, but he didn't have time to show up to the funeral.
2: Getting real heavy vibes of the super spy coroner slash CSI tech guy from Spiral in this.
1: Right, yeah. Um, well, then as Mai's walking down the hallway, she sees uh, Masami walking out and they have the, and this is something everyone from the original, the, the original, the remake of The Ring in America we'll see is when the best friend walks out and they have the, the, the shade That's walking with her, the divider that's on wheels so she can't see the TV. Um, Well, anyway, Masami stops, though, and she walks over towards the TV. And just then, the picture starts cutting into the well. And all of a sudden, all the patients start freaking out. And Masami starts freaking out, grabbing her face. And she falls down. And everyone's freaking out. Nurses are coming in trying to help. And Masami actually starts asking uh, uh, for help and reaching out to Mai. Mai grabs her, and then we get a vision of Masami in... Tomoko's house calling for Tomoko and opening up a door and seeing a thing of black hair coming into frame. And then we cut back right to Mai, who is freaked out, You know, backs away from her. And Masami finally speaks, asking her to help, saying, help me, help me.
2: Uh, First time she's spoken since that incident. And by the way, you can see it in the projector. Um, The actress who is playing um, Sadako in that sequence with the black hair, you can actually see the face and it turns and looks at her. So Sadako looks directly at her.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's right. And you're like, "Um, uh uh-oh, that's uh, disconcerting.
2: Well, on my projection screen, she was big enough to be an actual person and it scared the piss out of me when she turned and looked.
1: Yeah, I, uh... I don't fucking doubt that. That would be fucking terrifying. It was the
2: way the perspective was, where she was further down the hall, and they did that. I know they did that intentionally, and it's so masterfully done. The whole sequence, just when the TV starts freaking out, all the patients start being affected by it, I'm already fucking just nervous as shit. And then when they do that sort of flashback to show why she can't talk and what it was that drove her into this life that she now lives, just made me practically fucking shit myself. I was like, holy fuck. And it was so happy. is so well done
1: was something finally scary for the first time in all the ring movies that we have watched so far finally i ran into some scary stuff
2: i will say in the sequels because in the ring goo the original 98 ring that was pretty fucking scary
1: i see i don't know why maybe i don't know i kind of just was out of that one it's I don't know why.
2: it's because of too much thinking of what goes on in the American one, it dolls it to you because you're like, oh, wow, this is very, very different. If you watch it as just watching it intentionally as a horror movie to watch it and get into it, it will scare you. But your first viewing after watching the 2002 ring, it fucks with you. It does.
1: Huh. How about that?
2: (laughs) Because it's anytime you watch a movie that's been remade, if you see the remake first, it fucks with you in your head because you're always comparing it, even though you shouldn't be. And then you need to go back and just watch the movie as a movie itself, and then it will work.
1: That's true. Uh, And I mean, I guess that's... This one definitely works for me, though, because this whole movie had me creeped out constantly.
2: Well, one of the criticisms about this movie is that it leans too heavy into straight-up horror genre tropes. It doesn't, you know, do the more weird and esoteric kind of stuff that the first movie did. Yeah. Um, And to that, I'd say, well, what do you want in a horror movie, let alone a part two sequel? Because, you know, sequels are going to diminish in quality no matter what.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, Anyway, um, a beautifully well-done scene freaked me the fuck out, so I'll I was like, all right, well that's uh that's certainly some scary stuff right there.
2: Player two has entered the fucking game.
1: Yeah, right. No shit. Um, so uh at this point, then, uh, Mai has another vision of Yochi. So then, Oga- uh, Oganza- uh, Ozaki takes her home and states that was the first time the girl had spoke since all this happened. He wants to talk more about it, but she's like, nope, drop it. She tells him, no, don't investigate this anymore. It's no good. We, you know, we are not going to be doing well if this is the, uh, the case. You, you, this is not something you want to go through. Um... And he kinda grabs her, but she goes, Please don't goodbye. She gets inside her place, decided to see a couple of pale arms on her deck. She freaks out, but then they're gone. Oh, the you don't day, see just a
2: couple of pale arms. You saw like a full Sadako hair and everything hanging there. And oh,
1: I did not see the hair. I just saw yeah, the arms.
2: The arms oh. come up and it looks like she's pulling herself up and you can kind of see the hair through there as well. It's fucking creepy, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, that mean, don't no doubt that was kinda creepy. Um I was like, No thanks. <laughs> just the arms themselves that creep me out <laughs> i was like um nope i don't think so
2: yeah there's a lot of hair in this where the hair comes into frame and this is where like the the haunting of hair is like yeah really fucking creepy <laughs> they or really started here in this yeah
1: shows up like behind your fucking shoulder with the creepy faces and shit like that
2: <laughs> <laughs> right like or just like i don't want to even say it because i'm gonna feel it but like you f- like the hair comes down over one of the characters shoulders and they briefly flit, and then they notice it and it freaks yeah. them the fuck out because she's there you you know and then they turn around and then she's not She just fucking talking like that's freaking me out let's move on
1: yeah <laughs> it's all here court oh here <laughs> um Let's see here. So, the next day, she goes and she sits where she first met Rai and remembers him telling her that, tell no one of the power and the gift she has. It's, you know, no one will know how to use it and they, you know, they have no business using it. So, she obviously has a power, much like Rai did, and uh, she is trying to keep that hidden. She then hears something in a shopping mall and she finds Yochi very much alive but he can't talk. Then he turns around and he says she sees Rico. Uh, they all three go to a room that Rico is renting and she tells Rico about seeing the well and all this stuff and Rico tells her not to see anymore. That that's probably fine she'll be fine but don't see anymore. And when she brings up like hey your son is mute like the other girl is mute. Rico freaks out like what do you want him to do? What are the, what are the doctors going to do? And She freaks, but then she calls herself down and says, sorry. And it's all just stressful in my understands. And she hopes that she can keep coming back at least to see Yoshi. In which uh, Riko is, you know, she she agrees to that. Then we cut to the schoolgirl who Okazaki was interviewing. She comes back with the tape, brings it to him. She is very different as she watched the tape. And she makes him promise for him to watch it so she'll be safe. He says he will, and he puts it in his desk. Mai is uh, playing frisbee with Yosh. And uh, they kind of talk about everything that's going on. And, go- and she's like, who's angry? What's so angry? And he writes down, because he can't speak, that the woman with the long hair is angry. And that's why he was able to find her, apparently. Well, Rico shows up, and she asks if Mai will talk to the doctor about Yoshi, see if he can help him. And that's the end of that. 20 minutes before we go into the next.
2: Yeah, it's not real clear with the storytelling, but basically yeah. he doesn't talk a lot, but he's communicating with her by a touch, and she answers her questions and that he she writes. wants to ask, and he does write some stuff down too. Yeah. But like he's mute, but he can write long form sentences, but he chooses just to write short, glib answers because it's more creepy that way.
1: Yeah, because you know we're not all creeped up enough yet, so you know fuck us too, right?
2: Yeah, that little kid is fucking creepy. Like there's the he movie really does is. he
1: just. The stares emptily at us. Yeah,
2: and then you just get this feeling that like Ryko and him are both just living with this massive amount of guilt and grief for all of the death that they've caused and you see it. Their life is fucking ruined. It's awful. Everything about what's going on, they're just existing. They're not living anymore. They have been cursed. They have definitely died. They just continue to exist as things that live.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly.
2: Yeah, and it's horrific when you think about that and the film just keeps pushing tension like that on you where it doesn't matter if you save yourself. You still have to live with this.
1: Yeah, I I also don't know so much about Mai because Mai hasn't been exposed to the video. She's still very much alive, but she's clairvoyant apparently. You know, she has that gift that Rai has. And also Yoshi has. Yoshi has seen the tape. So I agree with you there. Yoshi, when when you watch this tape, and it will expand more in the movie. You get this energy of her being, of Sadako being attached to you. And then, yes, you literally are just dead. And I feel like you still feel that even if you have somebody else watches a tape and, you know, that you gave them, then even though you transferred it, you don't die, but I still don't think you live a full life. Much like if you find one of the bodies, I don't believe you get to live a full life after that. I believe that shit stays with you.
2: Yeah, I think what they're going for with this film, because we've already set up that she lived for 30 years and it's this much more concentrated thing I think what they wanted to do is make it a more massive scale where like what we had with the story with Spiral where it's not the videotape that does it it's just Sadako's will is just pushing this out and it turns out that even if you see a portion of the video or even if you know of its existence it seems like you sort of get a small effect by just knowing that this video is out there and then if you see a small portion of it even by accident if you just walk in the room and just watch like a small segment of it but not all of it it leaves this mark on you she gets a hold of you and you get a piece of that curse and it's in you and it just won't fucking leave and yeah apparently if you see sadako it's even worse as we're about to find out as well like if you actually see her when she's taking a victim like what happened to our
1: yeah if you actually see sadako even if she's not coming after you so she doesn't kill you it leaves the imprint on you and it's even worse because at least the ones who watch the film they they live this half-life for seven days and die if you just see her but you didn't watch the film she'll never kill you but that still sticks with you and you still have to live with that
2: yeah and basically that part of her forever that it's the, the sadako in this is very much like the logic of the weeping angels in doctor who yeah like, how they function, which is, like, it's supposed to be explained in a way that this is just how they exist, this is what these interdimensional creatures are like, and, you know, you just have to deal with that. And with Sadako, it's like, well, because supernatural and hate.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 there you
2: go. <laughs> and I guess I, I've hated strong enough to in be able a to... a un-
1: cool-ass car.
2: <laughs> I think I've, I've hated strong enough to be able to believe what's going on with uh, Sadako's powers, <laughs> how she's spreading this and everything. And I, I like the idea that, and it's what we were talking about earlier with sort of the Japanese... Um, curses or ghosts or uh, even yokai or whatever they are these impressions that are left where something so horrific just basically ruins something and taints it forever this small area of the world and the idea that the well is a ring shape or a circle does kind of harken back to a lot of magical spells because a lot of sorcerers would cast spells and rings because it was able to contain the spell build up the power and then you release the spell from the ring there's a lot of stuff like that where you would have a circle that you would draw to be able to do the magic and then you have pentagrams where you put the stars inside of it and then there's other symbols that get put inside of it depending upon what type of magic you may practice or don't practice. This is purely just an academic discussion about this, right?
1: Yeah. and I'm just thinking Emperor Palpatine sitting looking over this area of the world and going,
2: good. (laughs) Right, right. But but what, what I'm basically getting at is the power that she has was built into this ring and it's sort of like that kind of magic spell where it's been contained for 30 years where she built this curse up for over 30 years just basically amplifying her own misery her suffering her anguish her hate every negative emotion that she had written in the walls literally in her flesh with her fingernails as they torn out when she tried to climb out and couldn't all of that failure all of that hopelessness everything etched into the stone and the water of that well fouling it and making it awful to when the curse can finally be broken upon her death and then the video gets sent out and this stuff starts happening where the images start to go this this curse that she creates is so amplified and then it just goes out the curse is already worldwide it's just how is she going to get to you is the way that I'm looking at it the way this film is showing it and the only way that they can stop that is to basically bring that energy back in and try and find a way to channel it and get rid of it because they need a way to disperse it and so this is where our science guy comes in right like this is what he's supposedly going to be doing and this is what he's studying because he He's really into the idea that this spirit photography shit can happen.
1: Yeah. So, you know, science and shit. Let's get some beakers out, figure out what's going on.
2: Right. It's, it's woo. It's horse shit. Sure. But you know what? In this movie, in this world, this shit exists. So I can press the, I believe button at least on this because they at least try to explain it to me.
1: Well, here's what we need to do. We got to figure out this kid's midichlorian count and then we can go from there.
2: (laughs) Sure. I'm pretty sure it's very, very high.
1: I just hope maybe he walks into a room full of other students, uh, strikes some, uh small students, children's students, smikes them down with some sort of future sword, and then some old guy gives that future sword to uh, that guy's son. After so taking it off know.
2: of his burnt and dismembered body, yes. Of course, yes. I mean, that's the
1: perfect story. I don't know. I don't know how you tell me that's not romantic. All right. The next 20 minutes... Start. Well, i'm just saying they're, they're taking a lot of stuff here from the star wars all right uh anyway
2: no they are not you just want <laughs> to watch are those too, movies and you
1: shut your mouth <laughs> anyway mike gets to the hospital and the detective is there and knows about raiko and yoshi being alive and that mine knows where she is, where they are and she's all sorts of like you know hey what the the fuck is all that about and the doctor shows up and he's like i i didn't call him so i don't i don't know what what happened there but i i you know he he also doesn't know what's kind of going on and shit but the doctors is walking he goes listen i'm gonna run an experiment on masami and this might help the boy out too that you're telling me about Uh, so the doctor goes in and we see Masami is, she's on this chair, has a bunch of stuff connected to her head, all that. Right. So anyway, he takes some paper. That's like a string of paper. Puts it into this cup of water. And the paper, you know, expands. You know, the water kind of travels up the the paper a little bit. Not a lot. Like normal. Then he has Mice hold the water and concentrate on, like, all the stuff, like when she saw the TV and stuff, to concentrate on it. She does, and then he takes the cup from her, and he puts the paper on and the water travels even further up the paper. Almost like it's crawling up a bit. And he says, because there's energy leaving her body and that is what the water is being attracted to and they're going to test some more things. Then Okaz- uh, Okazaki, he brings in a tape, just a blank tape. And they ha- he puts it in to record, and they have the girl really concentrate. And as she does, the video starts to play. As, you know, as the more she concentrates, the, the tape, the video that you're not supposed to watch, plays. Well, anyway, the brain pattern starts going crazy, everyone's freaking out, and then she passes out. The doctor's going to check on her, and my she destroys the TV, takes the tape out, destroys all the fucking all the tape on, the, on it. She destroys anything associated with it because she knows if it completes, what will happen.
2: Yeah, she doesn't it, want it to complete in the recording but she destroys the TV so no one can finish watching it, but all those people yeah. are still marked though.
1: Yeah, I mean, not really because you have to watch almost the whole thing apparently because not everyone here is marked so... No, I think if it, you're exposed
2: to the images on the tape, you still get marked, you're just not marked for death. You, she just oh, still okay. gets her hooks into you.
1: Maybe somehow yeah that's a possibility um so anyway uh the cop tries to stop her he can't and then she fucking passes out we cut to ozaki he gets back to his office his co-worker's like you've had a lot of calls today same girl she keeps saying that you know that it's been a week and that she wants to know if you've watched the the tape and uh so he calls her and she's like hey and he wants he lets her know that he did watch it and she thanks him she's like okay good i she goes i was kind of i was kind of scared for a minute there and he goes yeah not a problem he goes um then he he uh and then he's like hey did you see the weird thing in the tape the weird woman and he's t- and she goes you mean the woman brushing her hair And he's like yeah in the mirror and she goes, yeah. And she goes, did you notice how when you like really look at it, it shifts to a l- small child? And he was like, uh huh. And he was freaked out. And she tells him, you know, you, you know, you need to have someone to watch it, right? Cause I don't want you to die. So you need someone to watch it. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to watch it. Of course. And she's like, okay, good. And well, he hasn't watched anything yet and so that's not good and uh, when uh, well, after she um, walks
2: away he just fucking locks the shit up and just intentionally does not watch it
1: walk away he hangs up the phone and then he again looks at the tape locks it up and he's like fuck it I'm not he's not gonna watch it She's at her seventh day, so if he doesn't, she dead. Yeah, well, this but is kind like,
2: of the decisions that Sadako is forcing people to make because she has it, suffered, and so shall we.
1: Yeah, and you know, so this guy bitches out. Uh, but it's, a again, pretty, girl never,
2: it's a pretty scummy thing for him to do, really.
1: But that girl never should have watched the tape either. I mean, what were you doing? He did tell you to watch it. Don't you just get her a copy of it? <laughs> just get him a copy. But maybe, maybe whoever had the tape had watched it and when she asked for it he was like yeah you can have it but you have to watch it first
2: well, you have to watch this copy I made and then you can make yeah. your own yeah
1: yeah so to save their own life so
2: yeah well and it uh, really either sucks. way
1: this guy's a real scumbag
2: yeah well knowing that she did that he should have fucking made someone else watch the fucking tape for her
1: yeah something <laughs> you need to do something yeah and
2: her. then tell that person they need to make a copy you know what I mean yeah. like have right? someone yeah. have someone be like okay make a copy of this for me and watch it make sure a copy's." Yeah. Fine. And then you oh, yeah. know, that works there. And then like, Oh, by the way, that was the curse tape. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. You got to make somebody else watch the copy you just made. And I'll take this one. <laughs>
3: daisy yeah it's still fucking
2: scummy but like you got to do something and there's a person that's about to fucking die and they're begging you for their life and you know exactly and you just fucking choose to let them die because you're scared
1: yeah that's uh that's horseshit man especially because he asked her to get the tape so that's why i'm really even more like it's even more scuzzy you know what i mean
2: yeah you get the impression that maybe she did watch it though before she even mentioned the copy
1: Oh, well, maybe, I I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, who knows, it could have been either one of those things, so. <laughs> All
2: right, and I'll uh, give you the evidence as to why I think that the one guy was tainted just from being there whenever the tape played at the uh, Institute, because the reporter was there who decided not to watch the tape, because obviously he knows it's real now, so he's not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't ever fully watch it, but he does get some effects from what he did see later on. We do see that.
1: Yeah, it's true. Well, also some of his effects effects are even weirder because he he falls into such a i don't know i don't know i, I couldn't tell you what what happens there I yeah we'll get into it we'll get into
2: it when you go actively seeking sadako the images get into your head and things get even more bizarre for you obviously yes like the curse does come find you that way too yeah. like where you're still tormented because you're looking and so you're shown more things but it's not just because he was looking in his case i think it's because a lot of the people that saw that video do get ill effects from seeing the video even though it never finished
1: that's that's true, but I think something else happens To him as well, because he makes another Grave mistake.
2: We'll talk about uh, it when we get there
1: Yeah, yeah. so my uh, She wakes up in the doctor's Office, and she comes Out, and the doctor and the cop are talking They show her the article About the reporter being killed when Sadaku's mother tested her power And they all called her a liar and monster and shit They changed it from liar to monster So anyway, and that reporter dying um, And uh, they stay, The doctor states that Sadaku Jaco's 30 years of fury is the energy that's causing all this. Uh The cop really wants to talk to Rico and the boy, but Mai won't tell him where he is. But then he gets a phone call, and we cut to, we go to the schoolgirl's house. Uh She dead. Uh, you can hear her mother wailing. The cop forces Mai to look at the schoolgirl's face. He uncover it, and we get our fear face, the only fear face we see throughout this whole thing. And it was horrifying. So thanks for that in a dark room. <coughs>
2: <laughs> yeah well then picture it in a dark room big screen surround sound and by the way sound design in this movie also fucking creepy there's a bunch of fucking low-end rumbles that just come out of nowhere they move around in the speakers and they fuck with you like my subwoofer i had to turn down and my my fucking surround sound i had to turn down because i thought it was going to blow my speakers there was that much bass coming off this fucking thing yikes <laughs> i'm not saying that like it's a horrible thing i'm saying that like god damn does this movie want to fucking scare you
1: it really does yeah yeah it's not a horrible thing i'm just saying yikes as in, scary! Oh, it really was. <laughs> I yeah, loved it. I'm, I'm, again, I no doubt. It's. I mean, the I you know had headphones in, so it you know you get like weird shit in your ears, especially when you're sitting there watching it in the dark.
2: Yeah, those low frequencies will fuck with you just like that if you have those can headphones on too, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it'll do it, yeah.
1: Um, so uh so then Mai gives up Rico, and they uh we see the cops picking them up next. Uh at the station house, they're going to take Yoshi away. And Mai telepathically tells him to run. So he does so, and as he runs, he calls out for his mom. First time he's speaking. She comes out and gets him, and then all of a sudden, um uh the cops are running at him, and he looks and you force pushes the cops down and away. Uh, The detective starts calling him a monster, so Mom has visions of when she saw in the past Sudoku's mom being called that. They both run away. They come to a busy road, and she decides to say fuck it to try to run across it. We then cut to Mom is in this weird, gray universe, and she's walking around. She stepped into Silent Hill. Yeah, and like some normal people, it looks like normal people walking down, except for we see four kids who all look away from her and their head down, and then she sees her father. Who's also looking away head down she talks to him and he's very sunken in unlike anybody else and he asks if yoshi is safe if they saved him and before she can answer and he goes by the way the boy whose hand you hold right now is no longer yoshi and that that point we cut to a truck stopping we're back into the real world Mai gets to yosh um, we see mom's arms she got run over and blood's just pouring out Um, and uh as yoshi's watching this he keeps hearing his name being called probably from his Mother from beyond. The cots catch up to him, and Yosh, pretty pissed off, force chokes the fucking detective almost till he dies until Maya stops him. And after she stops him, everyone just kind of lets those two walk away. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. We're getting ready to go to the final 30, in which shit's about to pick up.
2: In a world where Star Wars does not exist, this is all telekinesis and um, controlling things with his mind. Which it's is pretty true, much but what the first. Star force Wars
1: is. does exist here, so fuck it. It's. Ha ha ha.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like in this yeah. world where clearly the Star Wars is not a thing, he's doing this with his mind and it's telekinesis, and he clearly is very powerful as a psychic, which is why his father was scared of yeah. his abilities and what it was that he made. So this is the, this is basically the crux of what we're going for here. In this sequel, it turns out Raiko's son very well could be as powerful, if not more powerful than Sadako. So the curse that was put on him was just so she could get into his mind and get her claws into him because she's clearly not done with him yet in some way, shape, or form. And... Something is going on, and even the father's spirit says to her on the other side: "The boy whose hand you hold, you hold, is not your son's anymore." Yeah, so that's true. I think the movie is hinting that Sadako is actually living in him right now, and is actually so powerful right now because she's using him.
1: Yeah, she is using him, or at least getting into, into some of it. So you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, like she's amplifying is with his power in some way, shape, or form. Is what it seems like. There's something that she is using him or. Fixing fixated on him. And now it's up to Maya to help him because his mother has been affected by that. I believe that she saw what she needed to see that made her run across the street but made her think she was holding her son's hand when she wasn't and that's where she dies is those impressions put into her mind.
1: Yeah. So it, it but yeah and I believe uh he he has this anger. He's always going to have this anger. So um Well, not always, but he has this anger because both of his parents are dead and were taken from him. Right when he got both of them back kind of together, I think they were starting a whole new thing. So also he has this anger on his own that, of course, Sadaku wants and will feed off of because her own thing is anger.
2: And I can tell you that rage does feed off of rage. Rage does attract rage. (laughs) I mean, the more anger that is put out there, the more anger that will definitely bounce back. That is absolutely true. And right now, what this young man is, is essentially the little girl in Firestarter right after the baddies hurt her daddy.
1: Yeah. Right. So you kind of get a little nervous about shit.
2: Right. Like he is, he is very clearly powerful. And I know you're using the force description of that because that's like the most prevalent thing. And that's just what we do here. We make a reference to it, but this kid's telekinesis is on a level of super space wizard. You are absolutely correct. And that should terrify folks. Cause this is a horror movie. So the parallels between Sadako as the monster who does the killing with her mind, which is really who they were shouting at because they thought it was the mother, but it turns out it was Sadako and, even her own parents thought she was a monster at this point so to have people say monster to that kid when Raiko knows that's what's happening and knows that this is what her son is and kind of deep down inside knows that she's probably gonna have to do something similar to what happened to Sadako and she doesn't want to with her own son that's all going through her head whether they play that out in the movie or not or they show you that is clearly what's going on and the actress does a great job of that panicked and everything and Sadako jumps on that shit and fucking takes her out before there's a chance.
1: Yeah, it really does. And you're just like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on around here?
2: <laughs> and actually, I'm not 100% convinced that the kid didn't know that that was her plan and just fucking killed her himself because he needed to get rid of her in order to survive because there's something not right with this kid. Like, at this point in the movie, I'm convinced he may have killed his own mom, possibly. possibly. No,
1: I, I don't think that because he loved his mother too much.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, maybe that's just my own personal <laughs> issues and we should move on. <laughs> maybe you're you, you, you all right, buddy. You
1: need you you need help?
2: <laughs> Actually, I, my mom and I get along just
1: fine. Oh, well, that's good. See, what the fuck are you talking about then? Um,
2: <laughs> just jumping on the joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh,
1: you, uh, do you have anything else to add before I. No,
2: we're, we're next going? 20. Let's go. All
1: right. Um, Alright, so we see Okazaki, he's working on the story, editing film, and he can't take away the part of the film where the schoolgirl, when he asked if she had seen the tape, she shook her head. He's trying to erase it, but he can't. And all of a sudden, everything else erases, except for the shake. And then her head keeps shaking, her head keeps shaking, her head keeps shaking the video, and then the girl in the film gets ghostly and starts coming after him and all you see is like her face is just like ha ha and she's on her way and you're just like oh shit um
2: that was fucking creepy
1: yeah and uh she has just this wicked fucking smile and you're just like oh boy uh okay we're we're out of here uh (laughs) looks like sleep's
2: not an option tonight
1: yeah right i guess uh Guess it's all over. (laughs) I just guess we don't get to do shit about it except for cry. Um see here. So then we cut to Mai and Yosh. They're walking around and they're walking actually down the same corridor Yoshi's mom walked in in the you know, the the Silent Hill universe. So uh I guess there's that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but this time it's, it's like Silent Hill during the day, where it's just kind of foggy and creepy. It's not like Silent well, no, Hill. No, it's at a, night. it's
1: it's regular. It's just regular shit going on right now. It's still pretty so, creepy down
2: that alleyway, or maybe I'm just tainted from it's walking just, down it earlier.
1: I think so because it's normal people walk in. It's like a normal nighttime thing. So, but it's still, you know, not the not the super best um you're, you're not super into it how about that it's a um, it's a
2: creepy alleyway on its own but then you added in that supernatural shit that we saw in the silent hill version of it and it just feels even worse
1: yeah agreed then she hears rise words about how like stories get started like legends get started or urban legends get started and all that kind of shit i don't know why it was kind of a weird thing to force in there but okay um Uh, Later on, the uh, doctors bring in, or forensics experts bring in Sudoku's uncle in to ID the model they finally made of her face. He says it's her, and they take pictures, and as the flash hits it, it almost like her face shows up, and it's like, holy shit, that is fucking scary.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the flash as the face shows up there, but what's interesting is it still looks kind of like the clay, but it's like a hybrid where it's her angry spirit has affected the clay and made it frown and angry.
1: Yeah, that is... Yeah, it is fucking creepy, though. Like, (laughs) just the worst
2: (laughs) (laughs) the subliminal effect that they have where the face comes in with the camera flash and the fact that they do it a couple of times is very effective and it has shades of the exorcist with the subliminal stuff where they would put the face of Pazuzu on certain things and you would kind of notice it but not really Yeah. Um, know there's only a certain cut like that because they had to pull that stuff out the NBA had a real problem with that weird yeah subliminal messages in anything or subliminal imagery or anything like that like you can get fucking issues with people from for that
1: <laughs> i mean i guess i don't doubt that that makes some sense
2: <laughs> in this case they made it more obvious that that's what we're doing like as soon as they took the picture they even did the scare cord on it so like it feels a little safer but if you just start flashing images at people that like they can't fully register they tend to get a problem with that
1: yeah I would assume that would be the the truth. Yeah. Like subscribe. <laughs> I would assume I that subscribe. people could get pretty mad at subscribe. trying to subliminally message people subscribe. who are just trying to go watch a fucking movie.
2: Like and subscribe. <laughs>
1: like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe.
2: <laughs> Boom. Right there. All right. There's a lot of shit in this hour and 35 minutes. There really is.
1: There really is um and a lot of it fits into those final 30 minutes or 35 minutes um True. so then we cut to mia and yosh they're deciding to travel to the island that sadoko was from then we cut to the uncle has sadoko's remains including the face they made he looks at it and you know he wonders why she left him alive when he's the one who sold out her and her mother but he decides to return her to the sea So he dumps the coffin, for lack of a better word, into the sea. Then we cut to Mai and Yosh. They head to Sudoku's mother's home. They walk in. As they walk around, they see the mirror where the lady brushes her hair. And the uncle is there. Mai, uh, uh, when going to sleep that night, Mai makes Yosh promise not to force choke anyone anymore. And he makes her promise that she is on his side. And she is. Um, she goes for a walk outside. The wind is hitting all that. It's kind of creepy. And she sees the uncle sitting there. And she talks to him about the whole story and everything that happened. Well, he takes her into a cave. And in this cave, there are tons of little statues. Statues like of what would be of little children. It is called the Child Limbo. And it's called that because water will come in and sweep these statues
2: away. No, so no, no, no. not just, that, Did I
1: not read that right? Because yeah. I was writing.
2: Okay. All right. those, little statues, those little statues are like a temple or a marker and Ah. it sweeps the little ones that are unwanted away
1: Oof! that is uh the
2: exact translation is that cave is there to sweep the little ones that are unwanted away wow this island uh... that sadako grew up on is very foreboding and very unforgiving
1: yeah it uh it seems that way Mm -hmm. that is for sure um, Those were
2: his is, exact words. What that exactly means. I took to mean they fucking murder children in this cave.
1: Yeah, that's, I guess I would take that as the same thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I fucking ah, hate it when I'm writing shit down. I miss that shit.
2: It's okay. I had to back it up to make sure that that's what I fucking read. Like I've been, I've been really paying attention to what people say. Cause I know that you're going to probably end up missing something like that. So I'm trying yeah, when, to cover your it,
1: ass when it comes. Yeah. Thank you. Cause yeah, when it comes to these kind of movies where you're, you, you know, it's the, where there is no clips or anything like that and you're writing it down and you're writing it as furiously as you're seeing it on the screen yeah you you miss some stuff sometimes
2: yeah I don't envy Uh, your position at all and this is a real this is probably the most dense of all of the ring movies that we have covered yet like so far yeah this there's a lot of shit in this and it's not like the meandering style that we are used to with these movies where they just kind of get there eventually through a slow investigation this is literally reality unraveling around our main characters and things just getting progressively worse throwing in like this fucking X factor fucking mutant child who just so happens to be an analog of Sadako in the real world who she may or may not be trying to take over and use or may just trying to come back into our world to have a life. We're not sure what her plan is, but what we do know is people are now being cursed just for seeing moments of the film and bad effects are happening and also people that are just around are starting to have this energy that they're able to Quantify that has to do with her, where this curse is just showing up, just being near a body. Like it's just getting worse and worse. And that's the story so far. (laughs) And then they hit us with this fucking cave where where these kids may or may not be put to death, if I read that right. But I'm pretty sure that's what he said that cave was. And that's why Maya gets really dour about it.
1: Yeah. And as they talk, all of a sudden. She, like, the wind picks up. It hits her. Obviously, something's going on uh, everywhere. So, um...
2: Yeah, this island is ripe with spirits and negative energy of some sort.
1: Yeah. So, she runs back to the house, and we cut to the house... And, uh, we see the doctor from before he shows up to, to this inn looking for, uh, both of them. And, uh, so as he's like taking off his shoes and stuff, the lights start flickering. He notices that everyone's getting a little more creeped out. And, uh, then, uh, Maya comes running in and she runs past him and he's like, holy shit. And he follows her. Um, and they, uh, go upstairs and they get to the mirror area and this is where shit kicks up like a whole fucking ton. So they gets up to the, a- uh, that area and it's already fucking creepy. And the lady is combing her hair, the Sudoku's mother and the, uh, um, we need to state that mirror. she's
2: actually standing there doing it. And then the mirror shifts yeah. and then Sadako appears yeah. and then it the shifts, mirror back. shifts.
1: And then all of a sudden out of the corner of her eyes, Sudoku walks up, looks in the mirror as well. They're both there just then the mom turns around in the creepiest fucking dead stare I had ever seen in my entire fucking life. Oh, no thanks.
2: Yeah, while brushing um, her hair and then kind of doing yeah. the smile like she was doing before but like even slower motion and it's but it, it, it's yeah.
1: so creepy.
2: Yeah, this it's, fucking part is really terrifying and they're really there like they're just fucking standing there. It's like an emanation yeah. right there in front of them and they don't and know how this is happening.
1: More than that, uh she, she you know, Maya says like uh Maya's like no, you're you're dead. You're dead and the lady just starts backing up walking towards them. You're dead and then she kind of goes and it's like she's gone. And then all of a sudden she peeks right around the corner and you're like, fuck you. What? What? who the hell is that shit?
2: (laughs) That's a pretty basic, uh, run of the mill Japanese jump scare. You see that in a lot of their different movies. Like that's what their ghosts and their monsters like to do where they'll come like real, real close to you. And then make it look like they're running off and then creep around a corner and then just startle you by coming right around the corner. Like in that exact motion. And it was so fucking well done and terrifying.
1: Oh, it was, uh, it was really bad. Uh, (laughs) I was just like, holy shit. Um...
2: Yeah, just talking about it now, I'm gonna be thinking about it all night like I did, like, fucking Monday night when I watched it.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, so then, the mirror shattered. Maya runs to Yoshi, sees his bed's empty, and she's, uh, oh, freaked out. Then looks over, he's just sitting in a corner. And as she's comforting him, they look, and he's staring into the darkness of the abyss of the other room. And that freaks them both out. The next day, the doctor does that water test with Yoshi, and it works the same as it did with, uh... Uh, the other lady, uh, where, you know, the water travels up after he holds the cup. He states the boy's anchor calls Sudaku's fury. So when that boy gets angry, Sudaku can show up. And so not only does he have his own power to use, but then Sadako will also show up and start fucking things up they're saying they could use him as a medium maybe to get Sadaku and you know trap her or do something to stop her and she's like well he's not strong enough he can't control it and she has the same kind of power he does so she determines she'll watch the video and then maybe she can be used as the medium um and they said "All right, that will draw her out but they what they need to do is get a whole ton of fresh water because that's the only way to capture her energy so we cut to we're at a swimming pool Okay, here's everything... where we go
2: from woo to sci-fi, and I'm starting to yeah. get some feeling that maybe it follows like this ring better than the original.
1: But I, I still, you know, they, they, it cuts it out enough that I still don't mind it. Um, well, so anyway,
2: they, they kind of just take a day trip around the woo and just say this is going to work because science and you know superstition have melded together in the scientist, and he believes it. It's like for yeah. the same reason why you know the house is clear when Zelda Rubenstein says it, because yeah, she just <laughs> says it, and you have to take her. Work. Yeah, for no, it.
1: listen if she tells you room's clear room's fucking clear right just settle down
2: they got to do something to make the audience think that they're safe after watching this movie because they've scared the shit out of them for too long so therefore swimming pool solves that all folks
1: listen i need that help all right i need to know that clean fresh water's cr- safe <laughs>
2: yes uh, but also for drinking yeah
1: so anyway um they you know have two chairs and the boy he starts passing uh, the the main chair that Mai will be sitting in, and as he stares at, him, he must get Max. The TV TV starts to flicker. Well, they they get him into a different chair and they wire him up. They get her in a chair, wire her up, with the TV facing her. They tell him to start concentrating on stuff, thinking about stuff. And as he does, we see images of his mother on the screen. But that's not good. We they need him angry. So the doctor starts saying, "Yeah, your mom and dad are dead. You know, you're alone. This is you want to know who did it? I'll tell you the story." And even Mai tries to get involved by saying it was all her fault and everything starts going then at that point he gets really concentrating and the video plays on the tv the you know the the video the cursed video so then all of a sudden while this is happening, they we start seeing like souls in the water. It's the only thing I can think. It must be souls. Ghosts. The uncle also looks down there and he's there. And he sees the coffin in the water that he dumped. And all of a sudden he sees it opening and a hand coming out. And the uncle says he's going to stop her and he hops into the water. Uh, the doctor, he's trying to do some things. He's carrying some really heavy equipment and a nurse gets freaked and accidentally pushes him into the water. She falls in enough, like with her arms that the equipment's in there, it electrocutes them both, and they die. Um, and at this the point, dad, everything...
2: even though, or the old guy anyway, even though he disappeared before that, I'm pretty sure he's somewhere yeah. in the water, drowning, oh, oh yeah, and he's... got electrocuted now.
1: Yes. Um, at this point, everything goes dark, and Mai and Yosh wake up, and they're actually hanging on the we- hall of the walls of the well. They're hanging there. Uh, they keep losing their grips, and Yosh says, you know, if you just let me fall, we'll be safe. And he falls, and then she falls after him. And they're both at the bottom of the well. Then also we see the lid open, and rope comes down. Then we see Raya's is down there. And he tells Yoshi, you know, he grabs Yoshi's hand. Well, he has Yoshi with him, and he gives Yoshi to her. And then he takes Yoshi's anger from him and by holding his hand. So like he's taking all that anger and fear away. He's taking the video away from Yoshi for the, the the only way I can explain it it's almost like erasing the fact that Yoshi ever watched that video
2: well this movie puts the ploy that she puts an energy into you or there is an energy that is Sadako's curse that is stored in you from watching the video Um, somehow yeah. you get tainted with it to where there's an energy stored and in him it's turning into this boundless rage because that's what Sadako wants even though he watched it he's not really free of this curse it's still there and she's growing it and the father is taking that on himself because he's already watched the video and in effect he's doing the draining in this spirit realm that they were trying to do with the electronics and failed
1: exactly so anyway once
2: they don't drain, explain it well I'm sorry to interrupt you here but they don't explain no. it well they just kind of show it to you and you just kind of have to wrap your own head around what it is seeing and that's the closest I can explain to what I just saw even,
1: even I watched it I knew He's sucking the video, for lack of a better word, out of the boy. Yeah, he's, he's taking... wiping the slate clean. Like He's like removing the, the curse. The boy never yeah. watched the video in the first place.
2: Right, he's removing the curse and taking that anger, all yeah. that stuff. And the son didn't want to give it to him, but the fact is the father's already cursed with it, so he can handle yeah. it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, at this point, they start climbing up the rope, and um, then as they're climbing, Sudoku shows up, like right next to him. And it's the face that was... Made by the forensic people. yes thanks for
2: that special little piece of of nightmare—the fucking golem face-looking thing. Jesus Christ! I
1: I slept like a fucking baby. Thanks. Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, that does not get out of your head—not at all. all. Yeah, you don't just picture that while you're trying to type code the next day, Court. Do you?
1: No. It's even worse when you get up at three in the morning. It's pitch black, and you want to go to the bathroom, and you're like, um. I'm, you know, I'm facing away from the door and everything. I'm like, do I really want to turn around, open up my eyes? I, I don't. <laughs> so that's, that's a fun walk. It's a fun walk to the
2: bathroom. Um, yeah. So I totally feel what you're talking about here. And that fucking yeah. clay golem Ugh. look to her face now that they rebuilt it is absolutely horrifying. And I know why they did it. They're ratcheting it up and Jesus, it makes it even more fucking scary.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, she then says, why were you the only one that saved and then falls apart? Uh, so the, the, the turns to dust. The two climb and as they get to the precipice, they come out, they're in the pool and they swim out. We see peeps are just dead floating in the pool. Um, as they stand there, Yoshi's like, I'm not scared anymore. Are you? And she's like, I'm scared, but not of that video. She's just like, of the world, you know, she's like, but we're going to be okay. And they seem happy. Um, then we cut to, we're back at the paper uh, and two co-workers of Ozaki's are talking and they're saying he's in the, he's going to be in the hospital for a while. And one co-worker is seen trying to open up the drawer that held the tape. And I believe they found the key right as they cut away. Yes. Um,
2: they're hinting that there is going to be yeah. more. It's not going away.
1: Yeah. And uh, then we cut to, he is sitting there in the hospital. The nurse is like, hey, look at me. I want to take your picture with a Polaroid. And he kind of looks over and then he stops and he looks away again. He looks over, he stops, he looks away again. She's like, come on. And he looks, she takes a picture and she walks down. She looks at the picture after it develops. We don't get to see it, but it probably must've been bad couldn't have been fun it either had Um, the
2: spirit eye or it had the blurry face one of the two neither good
1: yeah then it goes back to him in the room he turns around and we see there's the schoolgirl staring at him she's like almost like made of tv static but it's her and she's just smiling through her fucking hair at him haunting him because he lied to her uh about watching the video he turns looks she smiles at
2: him through her hair it's creepy as fuck
1: roll credits
2: I believe that he did lie to her about the tape she thought that she was safe but because of what he was exposed to with the tape and the fact that it she connected them yeah and because she died of the tape and he was exposed to it it's connected and therefore Sadako's curse for him or the way that he's being punished by a Sadako's powder power, or that
1: girl's is this spirit girl's, was yeah. just able to attach to him no
2: no yeah. I think it's the, I think that's what it is I think Sadako's power attached her spirit to him yeah. as his punishment because yep. because it is he his lie he lied fault. to her yeah because he Lie to her and let her believe that she was going to be okay and let her die and that's yep. pretty fucking cool i like that little cap of the ending uh, Yeah, i don't i don't know like the defeating the evil spirit with water there's some like running water can kill some supernatural creatures uh in various mythos and stuff like that so there is some idea and then also water like what you know you have holy water that can get rid of evil if you believe in that if it's blessed so um clean pure water being used in a sort of ritualistic manner uh mixed with science whenever it's a lot of video equipment, which... Can, hey,
1: listen. It, it makes... If it's, go ahead. I'm sorry, but if you're M. Night Shyamalan, it will kill fucking aliens.
2: That's true, because it's acidic to them, apparently. Why would you yeah. come to a planet that's like 98% that thing that can kill you? I don't understand. Because
1: apparently it. their sensors on their spaceship was all sorts of fucked up.
2: <laughs> I guess. Well, anyway, besides that fact, let's get back yeah. to the actual point that I was trying to make here. Of course. Uh, the, the ideas that they had were the scientific equipment that they were using or what they were trying to do he was using things that capture images and it's already been stated that part of her powers are spirit photography. So it would make sense that they could use that as a way to essentially channel her power because that's what her power is in an mm-hmm. effort to put her into this medium that is supernaturally somehow able to disperse her energy. And the people that you were saying were the lost souls. It was actually the images of the video being broadcast in there and causing the water to ripple. It was the people that were crawling backwards up and down the hill part of the video and then some other parts of the video you could kind of see in the water as it was rippling like that and that yeah. that was the thing that looked like all the spirits was the people <laughs> okay. that were normally crawling it was like it was being projected onto the water as it was yeah it
1: just I mean it creep me out because i just was like i wanted that to be spirits because that for some reason creeped me out like all this is like anything she kills goes to some we see they are different in the afterlife if you watch the video it are killed by her like the father was in those four were you're almost sunken in you're you're like because the mom was in that afterlife but she was more normal than those five so if you're killed by her, it even fucks you up in the afterlife.
2: Yeah, you pretty much live with that sadness. You get tainted with that that um, suffering and all of that stuff for eternity yeah. with her curse. That's the point. Everyone gets to know what it's like to be in the afterlife for her. That same sadness goes with you. Yep. That same suffering, that same just complete loss of any humanity, you know, it's, it's there with you as well. And that's what's happening to all the victims. Luckily, Ryuji was able to get his shit together and save his son in this one and didn't sell out the fucking world to be able to live again.
1: Yeah, that that was really nice and to live again with Sudoku in my body. So I like this better for Rai's story arc than the other way. Well, yeah, it's a, <laughs> and, it's a redemption
2: the, arc in the afterlife of saving his son from his yeah, horrific fate. And then fate. the
1: Raiko and the son did die in some car accident. Or, well, the son died from Sudoku, and then she got in a car accident and died. I like that, you know, the son's alive, and, you know, that was the whole point of what everything everyone was doing was to save the son.
2: Well, yeah, and also you being a father, you just love the fact that the kid got saved, too.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, I won't lie. I, I got a sauce spot ever. After becoming a dad so
2: Right and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that I mean you if that's the what you want in your storytelling That's what you want in your storytelling uh, yeah. This film does not let up at all We talked about it an hour and 35 fucking minutes And it just keeps ratcheting up the tension And it keeps giving you these weird visual fucking scares And visual all scares, of stuff
1: it, it pumps information at you um, But but like not information where you're Like oh god they're, they're going on some 60 hour monologue No it's short concise but important information They give it to you They get you the fuck out out of there they really use this hour and 35 total like i mean i didn't feel there was a wasted moment in this
2: except for that little bit of that bus that we were talking about but i think that was supposed to be like a character piece to lull us into a false sense of security
1: and that even wasn't long enough for me to really be bothered
2: no it's just you feel it while it's happening and then it's immediately over and the next thing you know you're like holy fucking shit why the fuck are they putting clay on that skull
1: yeah right you're like holy shit we're we're doing more fucking horrible shit over here leave her her
2: buried not do that.
1: Stop desecrating fucking bodies, people. <laughs>
2: Well they wanted leave to leave them where
1: sh- they are. That's the only thing to do.
2: Well, they couldn't identify her in any other way, apparently, but still like the face. When you when you see the clay face there, and then they do the flash thing, and then like later on, that's the face that she adopts for the rest yeah. of the movie, you're like, God damn it, movie. <laughs> 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 yeah. I really liked the scares in this one, and this was very effective for me. And you know what? If this was made specifically for a horror audience because they wanted to make a left turn from the direction of the story from what the books were doing, because they wanted to appeal. He's a fucking dumb motherfucker like me. You know what? It worked.
1: Yes, thank you, movie. <laughs> yeah, this was <laughs> thank you, thank you, appeasing us, dumb motherfuckers <laughs> Yeah,
2: this so far, I agree with you in that I like this one the most out of all the ones that we've watched so far in the series. This one definitely scared me the most. This one had the most jump scares. This is kind of the Japanese horror as I'm used to it feel of a movie. The way agree. that this and goes, I,
1: I just laughed because I really thought you know you were kind of like eh, things are going to get worse after this for, uh, last week and I was going into this movie expecting, uh, oh, it's going to be the shits.
2: Oh, I didn't mean Ring was, 2 because I couldn't speak oh, on Ring 2. I could only speak on what I know and how things were getting worse as far as the way the stories venture off.
1: Oh, I got, well, it, I, I, I'm i not mad at you at all because then I got so pleasantly surprised by this because I was sitting here going, God, I don't know why Court could have a problem with this. This is great stuff.
2: Oh, that I was mean, a miscommunication and I apologize it, for that. It
1: sucks that I'm sitting down here and I decided to just turn on my basement lights off and just watch it with the light on, you know, the light from the monitor on, but fuck me, I guess, right? You know, who gives a shit? Well,
2: that's how you should watch a horror movie, and then you have a little light for your notes.
1: Yeah, 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 and uh, that that was the fucking worst.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad it scared the shit out of you. I think a computer monitor in a dark room and a really small monitor at that, especially a glitchy computer like what you have, is probably the perfect way to watch this movie.
1: Well, notes also makes it so, because, you know, all right, I am getting older, so I have to squint to sometimes read shit, so I get my face really close, and then a fucking Thing pops up and my face is really close to the monitor. I'm like, ah, fuck me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whereas I watch it on my big projection screen to take care of that because I want to feel like I'm actually in a movie theater, and that's what I paid for it for.
1: And and then that face takes up your whole fucking wall, and you know what? Fuck yeah. I don't know which one's worse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely envelops me the way that I watch movies. And yes, it was absolutely horrifying in that aspect. And I cannot imagine what it would have been like for like audiences in Japan to see this when it was released. It probably kicked the shit out of them too.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I remember... I mean, fuck, this is scarier than the ring that was released in America. And I know that one had people shit kicking themselves.
2: You're right. You're absolutely right. It did. And I, I agree with you. Um, I was one of the people that I watched that and it was all I had at the time. And I thought it was like the bee's knees. And yeah, I still like the 98 ring even more than that one. But this so yeah. far has been my favorite ring film. And this is the first time I actually watched it was here for the show.
1: Yeah, this is my favorite ring film. Yeah.
2: And like I said. I, so far, I, I don't know if we're going to get a better one than this. But so yeah. far, this and is I my favorite
1: to listen to me to think I'm really smacking the American Ring movie at least the first one I didn't see any of the other ones That the first American Ring movie I don't even think I'm totally smacking it down it definitely has its scary moments and it, it fucked me around for a few things I just felt like the reasoning for everything happening got really lost in that movie. Like I've always said, it got lost, the reasoning why she's like this, to the point where it got so convoluted, all of a sudden you're just supposed to expect to be like, oh, she's just evil. That's it. You know, with these movies, you're getting some story, you're getting some substance about why Sadaku's doing it, especially in this one. There's another reason why I liked it. Well, so, and there you go. Th-
2: the thing that I like, too, is in this one, they try to bring science up against this supernatural force. Yeah. And it only yeah. kind of works because another supernatural force is able to use the Helps opportunity it. to help that work.
1: Like science helped those two get to that well where Rye was and then more magic from Rai helped actually do the fixing. So it's like science with the assist.
2: Right. And when I was joking earlier in the show, when I say that Sadaku literally puts you in a well, in some cases, you literally get transported into a well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're just in the well. So, you know, get used to that shit.
2: <laughs> well, what I think it is, is that was supposed to be like them being forced into the afterlife because when they surface, they're in the pool. So yeah. they somehow got sucked into the pool too, and they were going to die. And it's Sadaku mm-hmm. literally saying as she's being dissipated in the water and this is her death throes of trying to kill everyone that did this. Why do you get to be saved several times as they finally get away and she crumbles? That's because she's literally killing them in the water right there physically drowning them while torturing them with their minds by saying that they're trapped in the well too. And yeah. it's Rye in the afterlife that saves them both and that's how they get out and then they surface in the water that should clearly be electrocuted but isn't anymore and now they're saved. You know, like it's like it's a supposed supposed to be like this portal to the other world but at the same time it could just be her projecting these images into their head as the the energy that she has that left behind is dissipated in the water and she's supposed to be disposed of but there's still one tape out there so she can go again but this ultra powerful version of her is apparently been dissipated that was living in the kid that's the point
1: yeah so but i mean Jesus Christ! This is just an excellent show, excellent movie.
2: Oh yeah, and the more you think about it, the more layers they put into this, and all these weird little like esoteric thoughts, and it does try and get into that real high concept supernatural stuff too. But it hints at it and just gives you like ideas of what this could be. And they basically say, "Well, we don't fucking know." You know, they don't yeah, try to. Right? They don't try to like over-explain it and turn it into something that you have to wrap your head around, like a David Cronenberg style like body modification via virus to you you know like the the way that the the book went and i'm not again i'm not bagging on it i'm just saying like that's the the thing that i can't get into and i think that's what the audiences that saw Spiral back to back with ring couldn't get into and that's exactly why the movie companies went with this and they went so hard into tie it into the story that everybody liked as hard as you can and make it as much of the elements like that as you can. And then they really kind of expanded it out and did bring in some of the elements that are in Spiral, like we talked about, where it's spreading for reasons that people don't understand. She's more and more powerful, but they make it to where it's in this kid. It has to do with this kid, the curse of this kid and losing his parents and like the powers that he has. And somehow Sudaku is getting to him. And it turns out that maybe the girl that saw Sudaku whenever the original girl was killed in the first one, ring, um, maybe she had some kind of psychic power, too. And that's why the impression stayed with her, because it seems like anyone who has somewhat of a psychic ability, the impression stays because they're like, you know, using some of the same energies or what have you, um, because like she was able to really kind of torment Rye even before, you know, well, well, not before he saw the video, but like he kind of knew the evil he was getting into and he was able to sense it. And I believe that the reason that Rai wasn't let go, not just because he didn't make a copy of the tape, but because she needed that power, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah again i'm fucking i love this shit
2: yeah and it's so. it, the more the more you think about it the more kind of stuff you can kind of put into the story on your own with this and i love the way that this film throws those all ideas out at you gives like a brief next explanation just enough for you to understand the concept and then lets you decide whether or not you want it to be part of the story and just moves on
1: yeah yeah no you're you're right i it's it, it oh, fuck it it does such another another thing it does is a great job of what's gonna beat her Uh, you know is it gonna be the science? is it gonna be this is it gonna be that and then I loved also like it's something that could really make you pissed off is all the ways this could have been stopped and it never was whether people's cowardice or just clumsiness yeah or just general jackassery
2: disbelief like someone like me that would be like oh okay and then I play the tape for like everybody in a movie party
1: yeah or or going all the way back to the uncle who, if he doesn't sell them out, they don't die
2: (laughs) right there is that too
1: so i mean fuck man goddamn such a good movie and such a good story and i love the way that this movie went with it it kind of took spiral and made it another level (laughs) with their sequel
2: yeah absolutely you know what we have definitely gone way too over so i'm gonna nix the psyop news and let's just call it a fucking night right
1: let's fucking do it man i I knew we'd go over with this fucking movie
2: we've blown this movie a fucking enough let's just end the show
1: yeah yeah let's fucking do it
5: mental health obsessive cinema discourse pick six movies the podcast by the cemetery the podcast on haunted hill the psycho semantic podcast rick radio house of wax dude looks like the 80s
2: O-O-I-O-O O-O-I-O-O is right. that binary? I don't think so, but like the way that they spell it just, is with just the letters that I was saying. So, we sure said
1: 001100? Zero, zero, one, one, zero, zero? No,
2: I looked it up to make sure that I had the correct pronunciation, Matt. I wanted to make sure, so it is O-O-I-O-O.
1: All right, man. Cool.
2: Yeah, that's how <laughs> you say job. their name. That's how you're supposed to. And the song that I just played for the folks that are listening on the Pirate radio ed is either Uma or U-M-A. It's all capital letters like their name, so I'm going to guess it's U-M-A. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the closest that I can guess. And uh, they are a very weird experimental rock sound. That's when I say weird, I mean like it's hard to wrap your head around like what it is that you're actually listening to with the various noises that they're making. But the groove really works for me. I dig it.
1: Yeah. I and mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like my brain wants to make me stop it, but at the same time, I can't stop listening at it, like to it. And I think that's the thing that they're going for, probably.
1: Probably. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm clearly punch drunk as fuck from doing this show, so just check out our shows on the main landing or launching page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. That is yeah. really fucking, fucking long Jesus. to say when you're running out of breath. Jesus fucking Christ. Woo. Okay. <laughs> you know that on Instagram, I run cinema underscore psyops, where all of the memes are first deposited rice daily during the working day for the working stiff.
1: Of course run that shit like barter town over there
2: yes just like i do this show absolutely thank you for helping me fill that in of
1: course that's what i'm here for i'm here to assist you
2: i also run our facebook group cinema psyops where i did post that pic for you folks to see where we're at on the storyline so next week we're doing ring zero so we're now in prequel territory
1: yeah follow that shit so we're gonna find out what happened to sudoku
2: You always say Sudoku, but it's Sadako, my man. It's it's Sadako. I,
1: you know, I did Sadako a few times during the show. I fucking just my fuck up. All right, sorry.
2: (laughs) It's okay. Jesus, it's okay. I'm not gonna give you shit. I'm just teasing you a little bit.
1: I'm just a person, man. I can't do everything.
2: Man, woman, person, camera, thing
1: thing (laughs) thing it's a thing it's a thing there we go all right
2: our facebook group cinema psyops where the memes get shared to after my main page of court psyops all on facebook we're all still there it's all alive and kicking and we're all having a good time like i said earlier that's where i posted the fucking graphic for everything that's happening in the ring films and then ring zero and then we all fucking fell apart right there at the end of the show which is all going to be on the outtakes for everybody
1: Yes. So don't worry about it, everyone. All these outtakes will be everywhere just for you guys to enjoy.
2: Last but not least, you can also reach me via feedback and email which cinemapsyopscourt at gmail.com. If you email me there, that's where you can send me all sorts of requests and or dissertations. But if you're sending me links to stuff, I may or may not click on it without scanning it first because I have a trust issue. I'm just me.
1: Yeah. Nothing, nothing against you guys, but I mean... Listen, no one should be clicking on any fucking just links, arbitrary links that just get sent to them. Let's not do that, fellas and ladies.
2: Well, while you're out there taking lessons in cybersecurity from two idiots who run a fucking movie review podcast, kick the fuck out of this week and make (laughs) it your bitch. What's
1: going on man hey sorry about that i'm recording one two three oh, jesus christ sorry <laughs> it is what it is well my parents called me and they're used to me doing this monday nights and i you know i don't tell them so they called and <laughs> graduation coming up this month and all that shit it's just fucking nuts
2: well at least it wasn't a work call that's what i thought it was and i was like well he probably took monday off to spend more time with his wife because it was mother's and, day
1: and i didn't actually and so my monday call went off without a hitch and i'd have to worry and i thought i was not have to worry at all But it just proves that all my calls get moved over one day.
2: I'll put a uh, question mark oh in wow. girl with a
1: Further hand. degrade her by cubby daughter.
2: <laughs> oh my well, god. Well yeah, all that too. Well that this shit's all be ch- just triggering from all these other screens for some reason. <laughs> they fucking do that, man. Like they do yeah. that all the fucking time. Oh shit's just annoying. Yeah, and you heard the clips whenever I was trying to edit the fucking scheduling document that yes, was going through.
1: I sure Pull did. Hold out, it Further degrade her by cubby daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would suggest it all the time, but it can't be all that bad. <laughs> Maybe they like it. Pull <laughs> out It
2: further... D- it just pisses me off that it's doing that because I yeah. don't want it to hit when I'm hitting all these other clips. I don't want it to hit everything else. All right. Um, I may just close that fucking window. Oh, you know yeah. what? I think I know what it is. Fuck that window. That did it. That's cool. All right. So you heard all the clips. you got recording on your side. Ring two tonight.
1: Ring two. Yes. All right. The electric Boogaloo.
2: I was waiting for you to do that, but I was trying to cut it off. All right. Here we go. <laughs> And of course, smoke them if you got them.
1: Yeah. Go. So. Ah, so you're mad that there wasn't a, uh, more flashbacks in this.
2: No, I was mad at all the flashbacks. I thought it was a lazy uh, oh, filmmaking uh, in the oh, spiral. For, I just want to. Oh, wanted, yeah, I'm not spiral. done taking okay, swipes yeah. at it, apparently. I'll show up. I
1: got gotcha. you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess not. Fuck, it was a week ago, man. You got to
2: let that go. Look <laughs> who you're fucking talking about. I'll hold a grudge like a mountain stands up to a mild rain.
1: It's very true. You will do that. I, you mean like stoned?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I am stoned, and I still didn't like it. Now, I...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, the page.
2: I know you were trying to bait me there to fill out some time in the show, but that's not going to work.
1: No, I actually just forgot to turn the page when you started talking. I was listening to you like an idiot. (laughs) I got to stop doing that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you should listen to me like an intelligent person who wants to engage me in conversations. God, who wants
1: to do that? Jesus Christ. Have you talked to me at all? Fuck it. Jesus, man. Let's, come on. Let's start thinking a little bit smarter. All right. (laughs) So anyway. You
2: put on your big boy pants and you pretend like you're an adult and let's do the show.
1: Ew. That sounds gross, too fuck why do i get lost
2: yeah you get lost because your fucking co-host goes on these little stoned ass fucking rants on you
1: <laughs> uh, uh, uh kazani like fucking uh okay he <laughs> he comes out i just had his name right now i can't say it right
2: do you want to turn this thing into a homunculus because it looks like you're trying to turn it into a homunculus
1: <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> me either i hope i'm using it right yeah, right who, who gives a shit fuck me god damn i'm getting really bad at this today Okay, so today, today, tonight, all the time.
2: I think the term ah. I was looking for was golem. If you want a golem, that's how you get a golem.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it's a golem. There yeah. you go. A humunculus a is a
2: tiny human being. A golem is like a creature built out of clay.
1: You want a golem? <laughs> that's how you get a golem. Beverly, it's uh it's, it's, it's an awesome. Uh, fuck me! I'm trying to find words. Maybe I'm stoned tonight. See here, and again we threw all of
2: this. All right, it's a dense fucking movie, dude. It's fine. Give yourself it a really, break.
1: whoo! <laughs> like, no, I might definitely be a thing.
2: <laughs> oh, you
1: fucking do pig!
2: Yeah, I was yelling. Just
1: call me a fucking
2: pig. <laughs> oh, my sound plant wasn't fucking working. Oh. I was calling it a fucking pig, not you. <laughs> <Okay>. Great fucking <laughs> outtake. Let's finish this shit up. Okay, Facebook, it's the group is Cinema Psyops.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I was like, God damn, you just called me a. Nick, what did I do?
2: <laughs> can you huddle up in the middle here so we can finish the show?
1: Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: taking lessons in cybersecurity from two idiots who run a fucking movie review podcast kick the fuck out of this week and make (laughs) it your bitch
4: (laughs) well
1: done well done yeah we really did beat the fuck out of that didn't we
2: yeah oh my god i am fucking punch drunk as shit dude this is gonna be a long as fuck episode are you still recording
4: (laughs) no i uh stop